Welcome to another episode of Talk of Tonawanda. The views and opinions expressed on this program are those of the hosts and guests only that do not represent any other individual or organization. Good afternoon, Carl. We have now reached episode 28, and welcome all to episode 28. Welcome all, 28. Well, that's my street address, 28. You don't want the whole world to know that, though. No, but they can have my phone number, my email address, which is... Tonawanda at gmail.com. Perfect. Uh, you know, we're going we're gonna to start off the program as we usually do. We're going to talk about our national days, but we're going to go right after that to our current events. Uh, and then the, the program's going to take a, a little bit more serious tone. And uh, I know Carl's going to have the, the hard questions. And, yes. Uh, uh, One of which is... Yeah, yeah. It's, it's triggered by... It I, I had a conversation with one of our listeners this morning. Oh, And uh, it was a very interesting conversation. And I one wanna, of I wanna, many thousands. I, I want to thank her for her uh, participation. Uh, she made a great point. She said, "She says, well, why don't you guys talk about current events?" I said, "Well, because we we steer away from political." She said, "Well, why can't you talk about current events and that interest people, that involve people, but stay away from the politics?" And I, I, I think it's a valid point. Oh, all so right. we're going to do a litmus test today, but uh, we'll start off. Carl's favorite section, of course, is is when I do the the national day calendar. And uh, there's a couple of them that are there, and there's really no guessing all of them. This is International Mentors Day. I, I, I do very well with, yeah. with valid hints sometimes, yeah. but well, sometimes... I, I try to mentor you, and being International Mentors Week, actually. Nice. Trying the whole week? That. The whole week. Um, I want you to think of the hills of Tennessee and... Dollywood. A, a pot stove and oh. uh, maybe a couple of ceramic jugs. Severville. No. No, no, no. It's a product that's made oh. secretly. Secretly. But it's coming very popular in today's market. Boy, boy, you, you really... Uh, uh, During the day, the sun shines. At night, the... Moonshines. Yes, it is National Moonshine Day. And it's National Bootleggers Day to go along <laughs> with that. Fantastic. But, and they... Bootleggers. Bootleggers. The, oh, right? and, and there's some guy screaming out there right now, beating his chest and... Beating on the table. <laughs> it's how NASCAR got started. It, it is true. It, NASCAR it got started is. by uh, the uh, the folks, uh, you know, lightening up their cars and loading up the trunks and uh, trying to stay away from those revenuers. Yeah, yeah. the bootleggers <laughs> outrunning the revenuers. You know, they, they had to put something in there because not only is it also National Classy Day, so they had it. Yeah. On one side you have the moonshine, which in my opinion is neither... Not classy or classy, it's just yes. a beverage. But they had to classy it up a little bit. And uh, it is National Buttered Rum Day. Have you oh. ever had a buttered rum? Yes. Yes. I, 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 what does it taste like? It's, it, like a it's a lot smoother and sweeter than your usual Captain Morgan or any of the other brand uh, Morgan spiced rum, however. Yeah. What about, what about Private Morgan? I mean, we always talk about the captain of the senior officers. What about the work behind Bottom of the shelf stuff. No. Yeah, Sergeant Morgan. Yeah, Sergeant, Sergeant Morgan. Morgan. Yeah. Sergeant Peppers. Sergeant Pepper. We got all, flea, these, all these things flea going market, on. Flea market, homemade well, let's, uh, let's, let's Let's get rated. We've got some some really cool things happening. And, uh, of we course, do. Uh, we, we want to give a, a busy shot, again. It's, yeah. We want to give a shout-out to... Uh, Mr. Mr. Hamlin from the Buffalo Bills. He uh, he visited the Bills Stadium on Sunday before the game, and he is uh, recuperating. And one of the, the the key component there is that early CPR truly saved his life. And yes. with that in mind, we've got some stuff going on with the community with regards to CPR in our local fire department. So, yeah, our, Carl, what do you got? Uh, the city of Tonawanda professional firemen uh, have scheduled a day of CPR training. It's going to be held on February 16th, and each session is one and a half hours. And the first session starts at 11 a.m., and the second session starts at 5.30. And you could get a hold of them and reserve your spot. I believe that this will be at near or 
maxed out capacity for, for this training for uh, whoever wants to come by and yeah. do it. It's not just for City of Tana residents, so we're, we're good on that point. So if you call 716-692-7029, I'll, I'll give it again, so make sure your crayons are, are handy out there, folks. 716-692-7029, and get a hold of those nice uh, City of Tonawanda, the uh, professional firemen that we have, and they'll uh, get your name and reserve a spot for you for February 16th. Uh, for your CPR class, and I believe they're going to be handing out the certifications at the end of that. And what a, what a great reminder that um, anybody can learn this and learn the rhythm and how to properly place your hands and uh, start doing those chest compressions. It's not what it used to be. No, 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 no. It's, it's changed. No. It's I mean, we're we're talking bottom times for folks. It's not three compressions and then two breaths in the mouth. Go back to the compressions. I mean, this is like. 100 compressions per minute, fast. And if you have... Push the, hard, push fast. Push hard, push fast, and don't be afraid of breaking some ribs. It happens. Oh, and, yeah. and And you know it, it, you're doing it right if you if you do it. Oh. A crack here and there is good because that heart muscle needs those compressions. Your blood has enough oxygen in there, folks, to keep you going for a, for a oh, bit. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, you have to remember that those uh, compressions are fast. Yeah. If you're, if you're a fan of the Bee Gees and you have uh, the song Staying Alive in your head. Well, I didn't until just now. Thank you very much, Carl. That that earworm is going to continue for the rest of the day, oh Frank. Oh, my gosh. You know, it's ha, 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 ha. Great. Staying alive. There's I'm your. I'm start singing uh, Row, Row, Row Your Boat in a minute. Thank you. earworm in you. So, uh, yeah, see, there it is. So, uh, please, if, if, you, uh, if you're able, uh, consider taking the training, if not for... Uh, your family, yourself, but you never know where you might be out somewhere and uh, somebody is stricken yeah. and they're going to need that that assistance. Uh, every 40, 42 years as a paramedic uh, working the streets of uh, Buffalo and uh, Batavia and uh, Springville, and I can tell you that many a life was saved prior to our getting there because of somebody doing effective CPR. It is, it's not something that, even if you have physical restrictions, there's still methods that you can do this with and we live in a community where our response times are in very short single digit oh, minutes we're blessed so if you blessed for just, our first uh, responder response time you know keep keep that blood circulating but anyways we'll cover more of that in the cpr yeah. class we're we're in tax season carl oh tax, tax season, season and, and, and the, the tax laws have changed as they always do oh uh, but, but you know what we could get we we've got you covered there if you're 55 or older in the city of tonawanda and you're familiar uh, with where our Senior Citizen Center is. Uh, the folks from AARP are going to be sponsoring a tax uh, seminar to help folks. And that is going to be March 7th, 8th, and 9th. Oh, three, three days. days. Three days. Nice. Three, three days. The, the, uh, the need is there and the help is going to be there for your folks from 9 a.m. to 2 p.m., at the Senior Center, and that's, of course, the uh, nice folks from AARP are sponsoring this, and they'll have some forms for you to fill out prior to or there. They'll help you fill out those. But, that's that's uh, terrific. I know, even you know, it doesn't matter your age. Tax, taxes get more complicated every they, single year. They change them every year. And yet you always see, you know, the local tax uh, people, you know, coming on uh, television commercials, radio commercials, and trying to remind everybody that there are... Yeah. Many, many changes to the tax laws and how a even a a sharp, you know, citizen yeah. who's on the ball, you know, math, math, how they figure this stuff out every year and change it up is ridiculous. Yeah. But I, I want to make a point with that because even if you're proficient at math, there are the changes in the laws. And now and do I they, think, uh, do they yeah. apply to you? Who yeah. knows? Now more than ever, even if you are uh, insistent on doing your own taxes, just go in and get some advice because... You know, inflation is is hitting everybody, and when you're on a fixed income, yep. every deduction makes a difference. So yep. even if you just stroll on by and just uh, take some notes, take advantage yep. of this free opportunity. Ages 55 and above uh, are uh, ARP members. Absolutely, you don't have to stay. I mean, it is not 
a, a long thing. 9 a.m. to 2 p.m. is when they're going to be making the appointments for you folks. Sometimes if you're doing the short form, uh, the easy short form for the state and federal, it only takes 15, 20 minutes for those, right. for those pros to yeah. do it. But, but they'll know what you can do. I yeah. mean, if you own a house, if you sold a house, especially in today's market, there's a lot of seniors that are selling their houses. Investments, taking money investments. out of your 401ks, taking money out of your retirement plans. All these things. Everything. So, uh, swing, on, swing on by. What else you got on that giant pad of stuff there? Carl? I have their phone number that you need to make your appointment let's, for the AARP. Let's do that. What is the phone number, Carl? I didn't let them get away with interrupting me. 716-692-7029 is the phone number for the Senior Center. And call them up and find out uh, which day might be better for you, the 7th, 8th, or the 9th of March. And what was that phone number again? 692-7029. Excellent. Very good. Uh, Carl always has, he's, he does a lot of show prep. I, I come in with a cup of coffee Yes. And and yeah, I work off Frank his Frank rinses work. out his coffee cup and yes. sits down. Uh, and I work off of him. I, I All the heavy lifting's got to be done by Carl. And he brings this this giant list of things going on. Giant. Carl, keep going, man. Uh, so congratulations to one of uh, Tonawanda's newest uh, police officer. His name is Zachary Cooper. Uh, he was sworn in last week. And we just want to send out a congratulations and have a long, safe, career here in the city of Tonawanda. Congratulations. That is that is awesome. That is an achievement. Yes, because it's not easy getting through, you know, the gauntlet that you have to go through to become a police officer candidate. Right. Then you have to go to school to academy. become... Academy. Academy. The, the academy, yes, um, over there at ECC. Yeah. And it's uh, it's a it's a heavy lift, and we're, we're blessed to have another great candidate who's made it uh, this far. Uh, he was sworn in last week, and his name is Zachary Cooper. So if you see <laughs> Officer Cooper around, congratulate him and, and wish him a, a, a well, you know, deserved, safe yeah. career. Here yeah, in the it, city it says something about his character as well, because, uh, you know, law enforcement has, has taken a, uh, a bruising the yeah. last several years. So to, to still stand by that conviction, uh, pun intended, uh, to become a, uh, a law enforcement officer. I mean, that's... Uh, and he lives here in the city of Tonawanda, too, which is one of the re requirements. That's that's excellent. So, so. congratulations to you, Officer Cooper, and uh, we're looking forward to, as Carl said, many long, safe, and productive years here in the city of Tonawanda. And also, if, if you're out driving around and you happen to go by our Boys and Girls Club, uh, you notice in the back there that their sport court is coming along very nicely. Uh, the structural steel is up, and they're starting to enclose that and bring in the mechanicals. And uh, hopefully that is going to be completed uh, sometime this summer is what it might happen. Yeah, now the Boys and Girls Club, we, we, had them, we had them in. Their boys clubs, of course, are uh, all over the country. And um, it's, it's not just, just a gathering place for teens to hang out. I mean, that, that is not really what it is. There are homework programs. There are physical education programs. There's many individuals that nutrition, especially, again, we're talking about inflation and, and a lot of different challenges, uh, they provide meals and, and assistance and counseling. Yeah. And this is a donation-driven organization. Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, you can, uh, you can look them up there online and maybe uh, just, just, a, just a couple of bucks here and there. Every, every little bit makes a difference. They were here, wonderful folks, really work hard. Uh, well beyond well beyond their hours and just do wonderful work. So we're looking forward to that facility. Maybe we can do a live from there at I will, some point I will, in time. I will, I will be glad to do that. I would, I I would have would be cool. a great fun doing half-court shots and seeing how many I could sink out of 50. Oh, well, then we're going to have to make that into a video because, you know, we're going to have to. <laughs> <laughs> uh, also, if you're out driving around, which I know many of you do because, you know, if it's not a blizzard or horrible rain and ice and sleet, you know, coming down upon us. Um, you're out, out and about, going back and forth to the store, visiting and such. Uh, you'll notice at Spalding Park, there is some action going on over there. Is it is it ocean birds? Uh, no. Is it is it no, flora and fauna? No, the de the deer have moved a little more east. I'm imagining. Uh, did they move with the antelope because you know the deer and the antelope play? They do, and the folks from Polini Construction have started doing their site work. 
Excellent. Yep. They started uh, moving some dirt around and, you know, piling it up and getting ready to uh, start doing their site work. I imagine their next steps are going to be uh, getting ready for their sewer lines, their water lines. and uh, Infrastructure. Infrastructure. The important yes. stuff that yeah. you can't put a building up without this stuff unseen got, underneath you. Got to have water coming in. You got to have a place for the poo to go. Yeah. So, yeah. So, yeah. So, uh, Polini Enterprises has started... Uh, doing their thing over there, and we're glad about that. And uh, pretty quick, you're going to see Mang Kramer uh, business uh, doing the same thing. Innovative Mechanical is scheduled to start pretty quick. Uh, it's going to be waiting. a busy, busy place. I know. Yeah, it's going to be great. Uh, KT Construction and Guard Contracting are your five uh, building owners and developers that are going to be uh, moving in over there. And it's probably all going to be like a like a ballet with so it's, many things going on. That's amazing. How how are they gonna schedule deliveries and mechanical stuff's gonna have to start coming in and cement trucks and paving trucks and you know construction guys coming in, wiring and uh, putting those sides up. Uh, but every single building that we have seen uh, proposals for are, are just gonna be beautiful buildings and uh, some are gonna be subdivided for uh, smaller businesses to move in, like an incubator status. Um, it's going to be very nice. So we're, we're excited that that is all, all moving forward. We can't, uh, can't wait till all they're, they're all going over there and uh, Spalding Park is uh, fully developed again. Um, I have the, uh, the date this coming uh, summer. Of course, we're bringing back the Youth Jazz Festival yeah, to our waterfront. Well, tell us. And uh, that's where the our local high school sponsors in some other local high schools. And oh, yeah. the, the, the cream of the crop, the best yes. of the best. The schools are the schools are these are uh, jazz groups. And uh, it this is going to be coming up on Sunday, June 11th. Uh, and that's going to be right here at our waterfront pavilion. And uh, the, the kickoff time for that, I think it kicks off sometime around 11. But there will be more information for that. You can go to our city of Tonawanda uh, website and go to Parks and Rec. And you'll be able okay. to see that. But it's... Uh, we have uh, City of Tonawanda is in. I believe uh, Kemmer West is in. I believe Kemmer East is in as well. Um, and we're going to try to get a few more high schools there as well. But it was such a wonderfully attended event last year. It was fabulous. The Lions Club was down there, so there was uh, some refreshments available for the, the crowd on this very beautiful sunny day. Uh, we also have, uh, we did confirm the Ignite the Waterfront event is, is actually coming back. And um, we're going to give you more information on that down the road. And, of course, the, uh, the Oktoberfest is going to be coming up in uh, September, in which September. is the normal season. Well, That's we, usually when Oktoberfest you know, is. We, and, I, and I'm sure if you've been listening for a few episodes, and Frank does mention the updated uh, Oktoberfest happening in September, uh, it only makes sense that uh, maybe we follow along with the, uh, with the folks that know what they're doing. Yeah. Uh, July 1st is going to be the Ignite the Waterfront, again, down at the waterfront. Okay, okay. And that is uh, Maria, Maria and, uh, and her troupe of uh, performers and, and different bands. Oh, And so that's okay. going to be uh, July 1st. Yeah. And then, of course, Oktoberfest. Uh, that's, as I said, that's going to be in uh, September of this year. And that is the traditional season for Oktoberfest. Everybody thinks it's in October, and it's, it's Maybe really Maybe they should not. change the name. Yeah, well, Septemberfest just isn't oh. as catchy. Uh, but that's going to be I Saturday, see. September 9th, and we have the right. uh, Frankfurters are coming to uh, headline again. They had a great, uh, they had a great, uh, a, a great session that they had. Good oh, set. It was, it was wonderful. Fun. So it's going to be a, a, a fun. warmer this year and warmer. so on. Now, keyword to the warmer um, might be a little chilly still, but hey, we're still going to go ahead with it. Of course, it's going to be the ninth annual Green Beer Sunday. <gasps> it's coming back. Yes. It's coming back, and that's going to be March 5th at our great uh, Canal Street and right our new pavilion. Yeah. Second year for it uh, there. It's going to be great. We're looking forward to it. Yeah. If you and guys are trying to find it on your GPS, if you type in 1 Main Street, Tonawanda, New York, it will bring you right to the main entrance of the new Canal Street. It hasn't quite made it into the GPSs yet no. because it is, is a newer development. But if you look up 1 Main Street, City of Tonawanda, it'll bring you right to the entrance to that beautiful it, facility. It's going to be another grand day, March 5th, uh, Green Beer Sunday. And, of course, the parade uh, kicks off 
beforehand. It's probably the shortest green beer Sunday parade ever yeah. anywhere. And it's just down that little stretch yeah. of Main Street uh, it, to there. It was very well attended last year. Yeah. I mean, darn near standing room only. It well, was, they didn't it was have terrific. any chairs, so we did have standing room. Well, I mean, why would you have chairs out in the wintertime? You oh. need to stand up and stomp your feet to stay warm. Well, that might be true. So there, that's just a sampling of some of the events that we have in the city of Tonawanda. Yep. And, uh, you know, when, when, when they first broke ground on Canal Street, I wasn't, I wasn't convinced. I really wasn't. Uh, it was a vision of uh, our former mayor, Rick Davis, and the council. And they looked into that, and uh, they, they appropriated uh, funds and, and designs and so forth. And even when it was nearing completion, I wasn't really sold completely on it. I was like, well, you know, it's city of Tonawanda. It's, it kind of, I got to tell you. Well, um, tr traditionally, the city of Tonawanda folks have always been adverse to change. Yeah. Historically. I mean, Myself going, included. <laughs> going back, going back, you know, 100 years or so, I mean, they're, so you know, not not wanting progress or change. It's just that the the thought of it, sometimes the unknown, like how it's going to look, how it affects me, how this affects my neighborhood, um, is always, you, you know, people don't like change sometimes. Yeah. We had, uh, we had uh, Mayor Rick Davis in here uh, during COVID uh, doing a, uh, there was a video series we did that was called Six Feet Apart, oddly enough. And uh, I got to tell you, I, I, I believe in, in the vision that he put together and under Mayor White with the activities that are now being being put there. We have we have been blessed with great leadership. We, we really have. And uh, so, I mean, shout, shout out to uh, former Mayor Rick Davis for, for that beautiful vision. I wasn't sold on it, and, and now I just absolutely am. So uh, thanks for putting that in the posterity they, of the city. And, they they uh, really did. You know, sew that all up with the grant they from really Ralph did. Wilson, uh, putting together some of the funding for that. Yeah, Ralph Most Wilson Foundation came yeah. in and did, did the bike paths and other things. And, and you know, you could just imagine the uh, the engineering that had to go through that because we took a street and turned it into a park. Yeah. So yeah, it was a lot of now, work. You know what? And and these things, these are these are free events that we're talking about. You don't have to pay a dime to get into them. These are free events, and no. and free being a key focus because. This is where we're gonna we're gonna get a little more serious. Um, we we uh, we have things that we we don't talk about. We're not going to talk about politics, but there are current events here that that do affect everybody. I don't think there's there's anyone here that hasn't been affected uh, by 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 inflation, and it's it's a condition that exists here. But uh, you know what? There's things that we can do to help along. Carl, I mean, you know, you are a retiree. Uh, a pensioner. I am. A pensioner. Yes, so, I mean, you as get. As they say a, in some a, places. You get a set dollar per month. Fixed. And, you it know. Changes we, every year. We were talking earlier down. about utility bills that went up. Yeah. And we're not trying to depress anybody. No. Believe me. Uh, what, are, what are some of the things that you've seen change dramatically as far as uh, the cost of living increase? And what are some of the things that you are finding are effective to help deal with that? Uh, utilities. Utility bills have, have gone up ridiculously um, for no apparent reason other than they, they've just gone up. They've gotten approval from public service commissions and all that uh, to go up. I think that they've got the idea that a, a lot of folks have like an income that just will change along with all that. And it, it, it that's really not doesn't. true. It really doesn't. No, I, our, our income, remember... Uh, when I first retired, uh, I used to say to people, I says, I, I'm on a fixed income now. And the only way to fix it is to take some of yours. <laughs> so, which, which, which is literally true. Because if you look at it, um, you get your, your pension check. I get a pension check from the government, which is nice. Because I worked for the government for right. a number, number of years. And I get a Social Security check because I finally got to that, that age. So I get a Social Security check, and if I wanted to, I could get a draw on my um, my four hundred one k. Well, it comes it comes with the silver in your hair. Yeah, come these it, things. well, it's all that. But yeah, it's it turns out that if you if you don't budget properly or frugally, sometimes you're going to find yourself in a world of trouble. 
But what are some of the things you're doing to help reduce, like let's just say your electric bill, because we talked about that before the show, um, and the escalation in the, in the price of electric. And there's a lot of things going well, on. Well, we've gone completely to LED lighting in the house. Every, every bulb, every light source uh, that we would turn on a lamp or anything would be a, an LED light. Now, when those first came out, they were they were stark white. It was like walking into a, a laboratory with flashing yeah. lighting. But they've gotten some better ones. What are Much you better. using? Much better. Uh, they have like different different values, different wattages, and different candle lights. And they have like a like a bright white, which is blinding, or they have like a subdued light that you could use around the house, which is similar to the old incandescent lights uh, that everybody was familiar with forever. Um, I don't know anybody who really remembers the old Edison lights, but you know, well, those were, I, they, I actually those, have a small collection. <laughs> those, well, those those were they they were used, but the sockets have changed, so you can't use those anymore. Those old ones, they've uh, that's how they uh, outdated those. But like hot water, the uh, our gas hot water tank, I've turned down uh, the temperature in the hot water tank, which is something I, I never thought I would do because. It's nice to turn on the hot water, and it stays hot, like scalding hot. So I've turned that down to the recommended uh, temperature um, on the dial. I was above that probably 20 degrees or so, uh, shorter showers, uh, running the dishwasher more rather than washing dishes uh, by hand. Believe it or not, washing dishes in the dishwasher uh, does save hot water and electricity. Uh, so that that we've gone to, uh, we don't leave lights on in a room that we're not in anymore. Have you put in one of those smart thermostats? One, yeah, one, uh, and that's the only one we we had. I used to have two, uh, but years ago our boiler system went from a two zone to a single zone. Right. So that that does, and at night I'd say like at ten o'clock at night the temperature goes down from where we have it set at seventy degrees. Uh, it goes down to 68, and then at 5 in the morning, it goes back up to 70. Yeah, I'm doing 68 during the day, and then at 9 o'clock at night, it drops down to, to 65. I, I did install one of those uh, smart thermostats, uh, a little, uh, Nest. I, I can actually control it from anywhere in the world. If I have a Wi-Fi signal, I can turn it up and turn it down. But it's one of those learning things, and uh, once a month, I get an email, and it tells me what my energy savings or changes were. Yeah. And... Having that visual has, has helped me a lot with, with regards to that because mine is gas-forced air, so I'm using gas and electric oh, okay. at the same time, so I have those two connections. The electric is running yeah. the fan. And, yeah. Yeah, Ours is a boiler, and it's just steam. But depending on what your comfort level is, on our second floor, we have no radiators on our second floor. It's all the heat rises up through the stairwell and gets into the hallway and the three bedrooms upstairs. That, that was fairly typical on yeah. construction here in the city of Tonawanda yep. prior to uh, prior to 1945, actually. The end of World War II is when it brought the advent of uh, broader uh, distribution yeah. for common installation. It was there, but it wasn't common installation until after There that. used to be a, a register. It was just a literal hole in the ceiling and a hole in the floor. Yeah. Called a balancer. Up, in the, up on the second floor, but... Over the years, not not when we bought the house back in '86, but before beforehand, they took they removed that when they put the false ceiling in, in the living room, mm -hmm. and then therefore the balancer that was in the hallway was just covered up with a piece of plywood and the rug. Oh my! So yeah, that balancer is actually very key in the in the uh, in those types of systems. I, as you know, I'm I'm kind of a <clears throat> Proficient educator in, in uh, residential and commercial uh, construction. You, you might systems. be known as that to a couple of people. Yes, yeah. proficient. I didn't say perfect. I just say proficient. Yeah. Now, okay, we, we talk about these these things. Now, it's it's in the news now. Um, green tech is 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 a great idea. I mean, but but there's there's on different theory, levels to it. On theory it. and on paper, it I'm, I'm might. Theory. You might get somebody to nod their head and say, "Oh yeah, yeah, yeah." Okay, but you know, there's there's um, when we talk about things like adding solar panels to houses, there's a lot of programs right. out for those and, yep. and some other green things. But there's, there's discussions uh, in, in multiple levels of government about things like our, our gas stoves. Yeah, heard and, that. And it's... getting rid of gas stoves. Now, every, every chef in the world 
let out a bemoaning scream when you said you're going to take away my gas because it's known for uh, specific temperature controls for, for making fine food. They foods. have complete control over the temperature of yeah. the flame. That do you have gas or electric for your kitchen stove? It's electric. It is electric. Yes. Now, do you, do you have you know any any misgivings about the disappearance of gas ranges? I do because that would be what would be considered maybe the first thing. And then what would be the second thing? Your, your hot water tank? Yes, they boiler, actually talked about that, yes. Your boiler, your furnace, your, your you know, supplemental heat source, your gas logs that you have in your fireplace, perhaps. Uh, I, I believe that, uh, you know, once, you know, something is started along the ways of let's take this away, the second thing is not too far behind. Because once you get acclimated to not having one thing, then, hey, let's let's see if they can get used to not having this. That's, and it's, then it's I believe that there's something along the ways of, well, if they're not used to having that and that, well, let's go for a third do, item. Do, do you believe that there is better technology out there, though, that, I mean, let's face it, we do have, uh, there are climatic uh, documented changes uh, sure. that the specific causes we're not we're not going to get into because that that does lead to divisiveness. But do you think there's better technology out there where we could be a little bit greener, a little bit nicer to the planet and our environment? I I believe the ones that are in place right now have so many drawbacks and that they're so inefficient that you would really really have to increase the technology to make them worthwhile. Take wind wind turbines, okay? If they're not spinning, they're not producing. True, true. And a lot of places don't have the wind to actually push those blades around at a sufficient rate and length of time to produce much energy. Oh, and don't forget, it takes a diesel engine to get those blades spinning. Well, the, the other challenge with that is, um, is that the blades themselves never biodegrade. No, they wear out. They do wear out. If one is damaged, they have to replace all three. Because they get out of balance. Right? And then uh, they they do not biodegrade. So no. they, they get cut in half and, and put buried. in a landfill. They're buried. And they will they will be there 100,000 years yeah. from so now. That's a, so that's really green technology right there. If they could find a way to do that. Now, something interesting about solar panels. Solar panels is not new tech. No. The first solar panel was put on a rooftop in New York City in 18... 86, I believe. Well, they, that was part of their warming water to pump through the building partially. to help partially. at least get the chill out of the air, yeah, partially. which is kind of geothermal, yeah. but visual. But the uh, it was actually uh, that, that particular year notes the first photovoltaic. Now, there's three types of panels. There's one that is photovoltaic. In other words, it generates electricity. Yep. And then there is... Uh, the one that is used for heating water, which again is, is a solar thermal effect. And then they have the one that is actually used for making like a greenhouse, like a hot box. Mm -hmm. And they can actually transfer heat for that. But it was, it was shelved because it required platinum and gold in its context. They said, well, this is too expensive. We've got this great new energy that we're going to start using instead of coal to heat our houses. It's called petroleum. So it went to oil, and then, of course, then, then after that, uh, the change out to natural gas. But there were solar-powered electric vehicles on the road in 1904. As a matter of fact, prior to 1912, electric vehicles made up almost 80% of the vehicles that were on the road. The remaining were alcohol. It was, uh, so we, we dropped a lot of tech because of cost and efficiency. And that's one of the things people look at with this. They're like, well, you know, this is going to cost a lot. Well, how is this going to come back and so on? And if we look at, uh, for example, if we look at the generation of electricity, how do we make electricity? Hydro. Right. Nuclear. You know, we say, okay, well, hydro's clean coal, and so on. Coal burning, but, making uh, steam, spin the turbines. There, there's a lot yeah. of conversations about... Well, if we go to all electric on everything, we're going to clean everything up. But what people don't realize is if to burn something. we make electricity <laughs> by burning fossil fuels. I'll give you the actual stats. Uh, as far as the uh, coal burning plants, well, that's only 11%. That's down. Natural gas, 32%. Mm -hmm. Petroleum, 36 Nuclear is 8 And the renewables is only 13 And... 
there's only so many renewable sources. So if we start having a need for more electricity, yep. we don't have any infrastructure for using more percentage of that yeah. in I renewables. Don't, I don't believe the grid could, could stand more stress. Look at, look at Texas. Mm-hmm. Look at what what happened to Texas. I mean, the state. The state, yeah. The state was shut down because of their. They're wanting to do like, we're going to be separate from everybody else. We're not going to join the power grid of these southwestern right. states, and so they became, the Texas yeah. power people and rolling blackouts. And look at that, yeah. And well, you, they, they, someone did a study, and uh, this was actually uh, I watched this on on one of the. Unnamed news programs. Um, wasn't us. Wasn't us. Uh, if everyone in the country replaced one of their vehicles with an electric vehicle, there is only an infrastructure on the grid to charge up once every three days. Yeah, good luck with that. So, I mean, there's a lot of work to do, but green tech is good. I mean, solar panels, there are uh, solar panels that you can have that go feedback to the grid. Yeah. Uh, you have solar panels that can go to a battery. You can have uh, hybrid systems. And those have gotten better and more efficient. That leaps yeah. and bounds. People forget just because you have an electric vehicle, it's, well, how does that electric vehicle charge the batteries that you're driving around with? It's right. by electricity. And to produce electricity, you've got, you don't have an infinite number of choices when you plug that right. Plug that machine in. But there are there are now uh, carports that are solar carports, which can charge uh, small and large electric vehicles. I'm going to give you guys a web address, and these these are the folks that post up the uh, programs and benefits and so forth uh, for helping save and upgrade on energy. And uh, you've probably heard the name before. It's called NYSERDA, but uh, it's N Y S E R D A dot N Y. Dot gov, and I'll give that to you again. NYS for New York State, ERDA dot NY for New York dot gov, G-O-V. And they, they post up when there's programs, and you can check with uh, National Grid and NYSEG on their websites. Uh, I know that National Grid every year has been uh, giving away a certain number of Nest thermostats. Uh, they were giving away light bulbs. They have incentives, not just for residential homeowners, but for small businesses and multi-unit buildings as well, so that we can all do our part to try to shrink up the, uh, the amount of energy that we're using. And if we can save a little bit here and save a little bit there, and everybody does it, it does make a difference. Now, I have a couple of small commuter, we'll call them commuter electric vehicles. They're not highway vehicles. You're not driving down to Atlanta for the AFC championship no. game. No, but, but last summer, for example, that little commuter vehicle, it's a gem car, um, you know, I, I was able to park the uh, the sedan and use that on, on all these nice days from probably April right on through to the tail end of November. Um, and it cost me, I think, 30 cents to charge it. And in, in my mind, that's that's a lot cheaper than gas because I'm getting quite a bit of miles out of it. Well, but, in anybody's uh, mind, 30 cents to charge it is cheaper than yeah, I mean, it's, multiple <laughs> things. It's pretty good. You go, well, how, how far can you go on that? Uh, I average 27.5 30 miles. Cents is, is 30 cents. Yeah. 27.5 miles A single egg costs more than 30 cents now. Now, let's talk <laughs> about that. And we talk about, we were talking about some shortages earlier, and they're talking about uh, eggs coming eggs. into short supply. Right, they had the avian, avian flu that uh, destroyed probably 5 to 8% of the population of egg-laying. Right. They're talking about cereal grains being in shorter supply, but it's not yeah. even so much a disease as it is, or supply chain, it's producers. Yeah. And, and all these other things. So let me ask you, is, are there things that you do to help with your food bill? What, what do you do to help uh, save money there? But it, well, of course, you're, you have to buy the basics. Dairy, protein, chocolate, cho chocolate is, no, is not a not a necessity. No, you can certainly live without that. But uh, just to uh, look at ads in the paper, coupons, uh, shopping store brands, uh, and buying less of the more expensive items, and when you could buy in bulk and save, like if you buy uh, 
like chicken breasts, skinless chicken breasts, mm -hmm. you know, on sale at uh, a meat market or at a grocery store. You buy it in bulk, maybe get uh, 10, 12 pounds of chicken breasts rather than just buy a package of two to save, you know, money on that. Because you know you're going to be eating chicken for a while. So you right. can buy it, divide it. Unless you're a vegan. Unless you're a vegan. Which you bulk buy tofu. Yes. Now, do you, do you have one of those vacuum sealers? We do not have a vacuum sealer, but we've got a freezer that we put up most of our meats and vegetables and because we buy a quantity of that. And that, that saves money over time. Initially, you have to spend more up front, and then along the way, then your, you know, your costs will go down. We shop at um, the uh, shopping clubs. Mm -hmm. um, we all know who those are. Yeah. Uh, the big, um, the big three retail. <laughs> uh, we we and they have some very very good deals on a lot of items. Now you might have to buy four of something, but you're buying four of something that you're going to use eventually. But you know what? And I, that helps. We, and then of course you've got. You know, then you've got to buy your other essentials, like your cleaning products, your paper products. You've got to buy um, beverages that are canned or in mixes. You have to buy those. Um, it, I, just to just to like stretch stretch everything. I did uh, a couple things. I did buy a uh, a used freezer. Okay. And I I went to a, a local business that sells you know refurbished appliances. Perfect. A, a freezer that would have normally cost me in one of the Box stores, seven eight hundred dollars. I had delivered and put in my basement for two hundred, and uh, it'll it, pay for itself. Yeah. Well, and then of course I got the the vacuum sealer. I go to a restaurant supply uh, warehouse oh, here yes. locally. Okay. Uh, and I, I buy you know my meats. I'm I'm a I'm a omnivore, and I buy my meats and other things, and I break them down and I, I freeze them individually. Yeah. And I can cut down my my price per pound huge. You look even in one of our regular retail shopping stores, if you look at the boneless skinless chicken breast, and it's on sale for a dollar ninety eight a pound sometimes, which is a good sale. Okay. Now and then you look at the bone in split chick whole chicken breasts. And at the same time, in three different stores, they were about ninety-five cents a pound, mm -hmm. which means they're charging you a dollar a pound to take out the bone and remove the skin. Okay, but at the same time, you're paying for a bone. Yeah, but I mean half the price, half and the it's price. and it's less than yeah. it's less than a quarter of its weight. You could you could be very frugal and very cost conscientious. Every time you walk into a supermarket, but you have to put some effort into it. Yeah. You have to work at it. You cannot just run up and down the aisles and toss items into your cart and check out and then go, how the heck did I spend, you know, $150 and I'm walking out with two bags and maybe a couple little things. Yeah. I did that the other day. I went for essentials. I mean, things that I, I, I couldn't, you know, buy in bulk. If you don't buy fresh produce in bulk. Not often. Because uh, unless you have a large family, a lot of that can yeah. spoil on, on the shelf. So, but it was, it was over $150 for two, uh, you know, larger uh, carry-on recyclable yeah. or reusable grocery bags, but over $150 bucks for yeah, just essentials. I think groceries, essentials. groceries in, in what I hear and talk about in my family, in my house, is that groceries are probably the number one expense that you notice the most often because you're shopping more often. Now your electric bill comes once a month, your gas bill comes once a month, your water bill comes quarterly, and you look at these things and then you get hit in the mail with your school taxes or your county taxes show up or your city taxes show up and then you're looking at, well, but this is the only money I've got. Because you look yeah. at what your your income checks, your fixed income checks, your pension, your Social Security, that comes in. And we're not talking about, you know, medicine yet or paying for your, you know, prescription drugs if you don't have a good uh, um, health insurance program that pays a, a bulk of your well, that's, prescription that's drugs. That's a whole separate topic because health insurance world is just, there. we and, should look into getting somebody in that's an expert on medical insurance and maybe get some advice for some Yeah, I think that'd be a great show. But you have all those bills coming in, and then 
you know, you're there. all so, those slices of the pie come out, yeah. how much is left? And then you look at, and then you look at, and you, you could see that, you know, some people have second jobs. Some people have gone back to work part-time, not just to, you know, I've, I've got to have something to do, but to actually supplement their income that they are finding that they have been short on buying. You know, that, break, that actually brings Nobody, in, a, brings in another subject. You look at it, you, you say, well, you know, mom, pa used to, you know, take us out for pizza and wings, you know, like on Fridays, or we used to go out for fish fries, you know, on Fridays or such. And uh, now people are finding that maybe a little bit out of their reach, that they're not going out three days a week like they used to, or two days a week. They've cut that down to maybe a couple times a month, ordering, you know, the big pizza and, you know, big order of wings and some sides and things. That that alone has probably cut into a lot of restaurants' uh, ability to to make sure to make a profit. I, I decided to treat myself to a fish fry last week, and I didn't think anything about it. I called up, I placed my order, just eating alone. Um, I went up, I picked up one fish fry, eighteen, nineteen dollars well, and fifty six cents. Yeah. For, for a fish fry, and it was delicious. Bucks. They used to yeah. be like seven, seven fifty. Yeah, yeah. yeah. When we, not when too we, long ago. Th- when we get into Lent, of course, you know, you're going to have a lot of organizations yep. that are going to be doing that. But you know, you you bring up the the senior employment, and we have a significant group of, of folks that are our listeners that are seniors, and we talk about that. Going back, you can do, you can earn so much or work so many hours a week and not affect your social security. But a lot of these jobs, they were at some of these these box stores where you were cashing or, or greeting and and so on. Those positions are being eliminated. Yeah, I mean, you have the Completely. kiosks at the fast food places. You yep. have the self checkouts. Self checkouts are the bane of my existence. One one of our local stores here in, in our immediate region. Um, I'm not talking right here in the city. I'm, I'm talking regional. I'm talking about in the Erie County, Niagara County stretch. Uh, one of these stores has changed out. They went through remodeling, and they've replaced a third of their cashier positions with self checkouts. I don't do them. I I and I'm I'm boggled by that because I don't see it bringing the prices down. Yeah, I I will say that if there is maybe six self checkout lanes or machines. And there's two lanes open, and one's busy. Maybe the other one's got five or six people. I'll go stand in line with with whatever I have, and I'll leave those self checkouts vacant and open. Yeah, just because I I just tend to not want to do their work. Now the big blue I'm store. Paying the, now if they want to offer me a discount for self checkout, like they'll knock you know two yeah. or three percent off. That should be a given. That I'll they'll say well you know can I save two or three percent on. 50, 50, 60 bucks on uh, whatever I'm carrying in my basket. I'll consider it, but... Now, what if you have just one item? I'll stand in line. For anything? Yeah. Now, what what is the smallest item uh, that you've stood in line for? I just have the, to ask. I, I want to see how small, serious you are. A, a eight-pack of hamburger rolls. Wow. So that's determination. Now, the, the big blue store. But there's not enough of, of people like-minded like myself. I'll see people with a overflowing grocery cart go to a self-checkout with their bags, you know, and put the bags, you know, to the right, mm-hmm. right. and start swiping away, please put item in the bag, and that automated robotic voice, you know, please remove that item or put that item in the bag. I'm like... I got to no, tell you, I, I, just, I, I, I despise the I despise the self checkouts because of the number of flaws in the technology. But uh, the big blue store uh, that, that shall remain nameless, uh, they made an announcement, and this was uh, they they actually did a press release here just uh, just just before we started the program. They are no longer going to have any paper bags, not just the plastic bags. The paper bags are going away. They've already done it in Vermont, Maine, and New Jersey, Canada. Uh, and believe it or not, the blue store is also in Mexico. They've gotten rid of those. If you don't have your own bags, your stuff in your, your soup and your, and your uh, spaghetti in your pocket and down your shirt to carry it out, uh, you can certainly buy the re- reusable bags. Oh, there. yeah, they'll sell you those. But, um, you know, it's it's uh, these are some of the things that are going on. Do you think any of this has to do with uh, the is it a lack of workers? Is it 
Is it a lack of people that want to work? Is it is it I think, the I think increase one, in the minimum wage? What it, do you think it it's, is? It's just like everything else. You know, like you see sometimes you see, you know, and they make a little news splash here or there that, you know, this restaurant now has a robot to deliver, you know, your ham and eggs to table number five. Well, that's that's taking away a position of somebody that needs to work part time to help supplement their income. And, you know, all this automation is just going to snowball if we keep accepting it, because then it's going to be something else. Do you think your robots are going to take over? I, well, they already have in some places. Look at look at the General Motors and Ford and Chrysler, Jeep, their, their assembly lines. Yeah. Tesla has Who's actually led, Tesla's led the industry uh, as far as the robots in the factory. And, and of course, there's a lot that goes quality to control, quality control. Check, quality control checks are done by robots at the Ford, uh, I believe it's the F-150, yeah. F-250 line. They check the paint quality, they x-ray the welds, they're all of that. So, so the, the guy who used to do that job or the women that used to do that job, they're not employed there anymore. Now, somebody made the argument, um, and I, I'm not going to cite a name, I, I have an idea who it was, but they said, well, when you take the job away and replace it with a robot, you're actually creating jobs where they're making the robots. But... It's a I short watched. Term. I it's watched one time. I watched uh, several different documentaries on this. Do you know who's making the robots? Robots. More robots. So I mean, yeah. at some point in time, it, you, you talk about this this utopian society where nobody has to work. We're not there, are we? No, no. We are not utopian. Not, my, not in my lifetime. No, and and we yeah. have we have so we have pensioners that. Uh, need to go back to work, and some of them want to. I mean, there, there are many of my friends, we're, we're both at that age, where retirement is not exciting. Well, you have to do something. <laughs> you, you I, need find, to be busy. I find myself very busy in my retirement. I often wonder how I had time to work all those years because of everything that I'm doing now. But, I mean, you talk about autonomous vehicles, driving. You know, you sit back, push the button, you know, you tap in your GPS coordinates, and off you go. Right. Um, what happened to the thrill of, you know, going through the gears in your car and running it down the road and getting that feedback? I can tell you on that. What is going on with that? I can tell you on that. Do you do you have Do you happen to have three hundred thousand dollars handy? Uh, on me, no. Yeah, somewhere. Uh, Huang Industries over in uh, Beijing has built, and this is not new. It's it's actually been out for a few years, but not in production until recently. They started to to, to tool up for it. It is in an autonomous manned drone. You heard me correctly. You actually climb on board on this. Up to two people can go into it. You key in off of a touch device like an iPad where you're going to go. It takes off, flies you there, and lands. It's got super redundancy in it. If there's any deflection in anything, it knows where it can land. It knows how to safely land and so on. But it's literally, you could Go to the backyard like the Jetsons, but unlike George... He's not going to Spacely you, Space you, Sprockets. You, you would not be driving, especially not to Spacely Sprockets, because that was closed. Um, and, yes. and and you can, you know, fly on over there and, and you know, down to the grocery store or whatever it is. And this is... Uh, there's a big push on this from the folks in Amazon, because they want us... They've really... They put out that 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 pipe dream of okay, we're going to be able to deliver these things by drone. Well, you know what? Let me let me let me just interject this. There are instances where I've read and seen reports about drones delivering life-saving medicines and blood supplies to hospitals and to remote places on the planet that it would take days for a car to get to. True or days or hours not available to the patient that they had to wait for a piece or a sure. part. Mudslides, landslides, earthquakes, where yeah. the infrastructure isn't there to we, go in any other have, way. Right. We don't have to feel that in the future we're going to have to depend on land delivery vehicles to bring us a part or a bag of blood or you know a lung or a kidney uh, to a remote Part. I mean, if, if it's the technology like that is available, I'm all for that because you're, you're helping another human positively. You're not helping a human by eliminating their job right. in a lot of instances. And so, that's, I think, the, the needle on the scale that pushes it to the good, 
cards, you know, like they're not so good. Using the automatic uh, register, uh, you know, the self-checkout. I, there, one other reason I don't care for it is I enjoy the interaction with a human. I, I want to, you know, I want somebody to ask, how are you doing today? Did you find everything? And I want to ask them how they're doing and, and wish them a good day. And when you, when you lose that, there's, I mean, you're taking... Communication. You're taking humans out of a position and then you're eliminating the human contact with other humans that may need that contact. Yeah. Sometimes, well, like right now, um, my my spouse is off taking care of her elderly father, so I'm, yep. you know, living the we bachelor life here. That might be my only communication in a day. Well, you could call me. I could. I might but, not you know, answer, but you can call me. Uh, you, you, you're picking up your phone on the other. Oh, it's Frank again. Oh. I'll send this one to voicemail. Uh, but there, the human contact is is being lost, lost. as as we're looking at. And we, we can blame ourselves for a lot of this. A yep. lot of these industries are going to this automation to maximize profits because it's demanded by the humans yep. that are relying upon those profits for their 401ks. What, what did we do before our 401ks were stock market? Very little. You, you invested, actually, uh, a lot of people uh, invested in life insurance policies. Yeah. You know, like, Dad's got a life insurance policy. Well, let's cash it in now. It's worth... You know, twenty five hundred bucks. But you know, when the end is is there, then you're going to get ten thousand. But let's cash it in now. I I have an old Buffalo Savings Bank uh, passbook from when I was a child, and they did a special promotion when I turned thirteen and I had my paper route seven and a half percent on my savings account. Unheard of now. You can't even get point five in most cases. No. They charge you a fee. It costs you to have the money in the bank. Yeah. Fun, isn't which it? which is another crazy thing that I just oh again we could we could go down the rabbit hole. Let's By the go, way, I wanted let's to go add, down another let's go down another rabbit hole. I wanted to add one other thing, and we we talked about the the wind energy and the, the blades not being recyclable. Sure. Here's a little known fact: the solar panel industry is manufacturing solar panels where every component is 100% recyclable. Doesn't burn any fossil fuels. So I'm I'm a fan. I'm a big fan of the new technology. In the last 15 years, uh, they've almost tripled the efficiency of these panels. If, in 15 years. If, it's amazing. If they're working, and yeah. if it's not a cloudy day and covered with snow, they are efficient. But you have to stay on top of those. Well, no, then you'd block the sunshine. Stay on top of the maintenance of them. Oh, yeah. You just can't set them out in a field or on top of a building and expect them to yeah. pump endless kilowatts in, into the grid there's, or into your uh, storage batteries. There is, there is, there's a lot of development on that. Yeah. And a uh, matter of fact, I'm going to be giving a, a class on, on green technologies coming up uh, in March. Uh, February, I, I am off to uh, the uh, southern reaches. I am going with a missionary group into the rainforest in El Salvador on a relief mission. So we'll uh, hopefully we'll be able to get another broadcast or two in before that. We should be able to. Uh, but yeah. uh, when I come back, hopefully I, uh, you know, <laughs> I when come you, back intact. You don't stay away from mosquitoes. Buy mosquito repellent. And, you know. Yeah, we've got all the good things. I've actually been down there a few times before, but I'm, I'm looking forward to this. But it's, uh, uh, I haven't gone down in a few years. Oh. And there's been a lot of changes. Your age. COVID changed a lot of things. Oh, no, I'm, I'm still the same still age I was. I, I stopped aging. I gave up on birthdays at 50. <laughs> uh, speaking of 50, we have, we have passed that minute mark. And uh, oh. I know you got a few things that you want to add in. Uh, of course, our email address. Please do uh, feel free to write to us if you have comments or questions or suggestions or uh, you're, you're part of an organization or a business and you'd like to appear on it. It is the same name as the show. It's thetalkoftonawanda at gmail.com. And uh, we're more than happy to uh, get more and more of those emails. And we uh, that conversation this morning with that listener was wonderful. It was, yeah. it was pretty terrific. That's great. I'm, I'm, I'm glad to see that we're getting, you know, positive feedback and ideas from the listeners. And we're getting uh, some responses from uh, some businesses that are, uh, are sprouting up around the city. And they might want to come in and talk about what's going on in, in, their, in their world. Uh, also, uh, just to uh, speak, again, positively, um, when uh, DeMar Hamlin uh, was injured on that Monday night football game down in Cincinnati, uh, it kind of put a pause on, on a lot of things. A lot of people remembered that, you know, 
uh, immediate medical care is important and the power of prayer is, uh, is important. Uh, and remembering that everybody that was there, everybody that was watching was somehow affected in some way. Either they took time, a moment to send some positive thoughts on prayers uh, to Mars way, uh, noticed that the medical staff and how their preparation pregame and all during the season is critical. The medical care. team practices for the games just as much as the and, athletes and do. It, it's uh, it's amazing. We all we all remember how we felt at that time, and some people kind of uh, said, "Yep, great, good for him. Thank you very much, medical team, medical staff." And uh, it was nice to see them recognized on the field at the uh, following game. Uh, it was uh, the New England Patriots game. And uh, it was nice to hear and see that response to the medical team, uh, the Buffalo Bills uh, being recognized for that. And, of course, um, everybody uh, remembers uh, him uh, saying that uh, if, you if you know, keep prayer in your heart and be kind and uh, just remember, uh, be loved as you would want to be loved. And now, Carl, i got to ask you now, this, this is the, we've, we turned a little corner on this particular episode at the, at the prompting of, well, it was actually more than one listener made made, made comments, but we, we took this we took this into the mainstream without being partisan. How do you think this show is going to be received? Well, I, you know, we're never really critical of one individual. I think that you and I always look at things with a broader view of things, maybe like a hundred eighty degree view of everything and how it affects different people. But it affects us all. I, I don't know anybody who really could uh, listen to our show and say that uh, we were too critical or too kind on any on any subject, today included. Well, you know what? With the next program, we're going to take on the great debate, anchovies or no anchovies on pizza. Uh, we we don't have we don't have the gums for the uh, the pineapple yes or pineapple no on pizza or that's, rice I saw I saw rice on pizza the other day rice on pizza yep that is that is crazy well we want to thank you very much for joining us for for episode twenty eight Carl and I we we really do enjoy doing this stuff uh, you you can tell that that uh, we are like this on and off uh, the podcast and uh, we're just uh, well. It's, it's a lot of fun to share it with you, and I saw some 800-some-odd, 894, I think, was uh, last week's listeners on the program. We lost a few in Australia, gained a couple in Alaska. Oh, great. Um, and uh, we're, we're, in the, we're more in the border states now. We've got some border states. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I think uh, my, my wife's cousin, Zeke Dobney, up there in a Seward, Alaska, might be listening Zeke Daubney in Seward, Alaska. Yeah, if Dob you are there, uh, that is a name that belongs in a movie somewhere. It does. It does. You know, like like uh, I know the Alaskan detective or he, something. Zeke Daubner, uh, Alaska detective. Yeah. He's a nurse currently on station in Portland, Oregon, uh, helping out down there in Portland, Oregon, with mm -hmm. a nursing shortage. Uh, so he volunteered to go down there and help the uh, the folks down there at a uh, level one trauma center. Wow, in Portland. Uh, so yeah, he's well traveled, and he was here uh, a couple weeks ago for his first Bills game. Now his dad, Jim Dobney, uh, lived here in the city of Tonawanda up until 1975. But I digress. You digress. You I digress. I'm right I'm, down the rabbit hole. I'm, so, I'm sorry. Anybody who's listening knows the Dobney family is a, is a fine family uh, from back in the day. You keep this up, I'm going to bring up more national days. My goodness. No, I'll <laughs> I'll, I'll try and stop them there, folks. But yeah, uh, just remember, uh, do a good deed, pay it forward. If you have a chance to help somebody, uh, do so. Uh, we all need uh, additional help. We all need some care and help uh, now and then. And uh, what, a, what a perfect uh, month to help some folks out. January usually is a, a month of darkness and uh, depression and uh, because we have a lack of sunlight, which is a, a, a true, true trigger for a lot of folks. Right, we're going to tie up this program with our, our last topic, and that is... Uh... A salute out to uh, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., uh, a pioneer in civil rights, a, a uh, true uh, gladiator in, in a peaceful way. Just uh, the progress that he instilled 
and the effect that he had on American society uh, permeates to this day. And I, I would shudder to think what kind of a state we would be in without people such as and like uh, Dr. King. Um, literally gave his life for what he believed in, not voluntarily. Yeah. But uh, it's, it's amazing that he preached love, not hate. And with every bone in his body, with every core in his being. Yep, keep and, moving uh, forward. Just, just always forward. So uh, to all of us, um, we are blessed that uh, Dr. King was the man that he was. And we have many people out there. Uh, we call these, these people our heroes. And there's nothing wrong with emulating a hero who's doing the right thing. And yes. the right thing, you always know what it is. Yep. Carl, put a bow on it. Well, folks, once again, I, I wish you all well. And I wish you continued happiness, success, health, and have some fun out there. And when you're thinking of others, you're thinking of yourself as well. That's awesome. Yeah, fill that heart with love so that you don't have any room for hate to sneak in. Keep the sunshine on and the shadows away. Thanks for uh, joining us for episode 28. Carl, we'll see you next time. Absolutely, Frank. All right, have a good day, folks. We'll see you.